Support for this episode comes from Modern Football Technology. Modern Football Technology provides real-time opponent tendencies and self-scout while eliminating manual data entry into Huddle, DV Sport, and Exos. If you're tired of tools that are time-consuming to learn and perform inconsistently at best, then we recommend Modern Football for a fresh perspective. Schedule a demo today at teammofo.com to see a battle-tested tool that's proven to perform and deliver value. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use a coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. And listen to our recent episode featuring Folsom High School Defensive Coordinator Jordan Ersick to learn more about how the 2023 California State Champion uses modern football to dominate their opponents. Think about what you need from every single one of your positions, both those things you want to see on the field, some of the specific skills they need to possess to be successful in your offense or defense, the physical sizes you're looking for if you were to find the ideal player. But again, not making it so stringent that players get discouraged. The idea is here's something to aim for. But again, we know that it might not exactly look like this as we put it together. Today's episode from our archives is one I shared years ago, but I believe that this is a tool that can help everyone in your program right now as you're heading into the season. By focusing on identifying the traits and abilities needed for each position on your team, as well as creating a tailored plan to help players reach their physical peak, a clear picture is created for the players and coaches as well as for the parents in your high school, junior high, and youth teams in your program. At the college level, it becomes a manual for recruiting and developing. When I first created our position criteria manual, it was all on paper, which I still encourage, but now you can develop a database of video examples, development plans, and drills that can become part of this. I'll share more of these ideas in our Winning Edge takeaways and ideas for implementation at the end of this episode. I've been fortunate to coach many successful teams over the years, so I'm excited to tell you about Signature Championship Rings, a championship ring company who perfectly captures your winning season and fits your budget. Signature Champions specializes in fully customized rings for your high school and college teams, partnering with more than 10,000 teams across the country. What sets Signature Champions apart is the coach experience. The ring ordering process is streamlined and hassle-free with signature champions ensuring their coaches feel like MVPs every step of the way. Visit SignatureChampions.com podcast and get your team championship rings today. Use the code podcast to receive a free coach ring and ring box with your team's ring order. Link is in the show notes. And listen to our entire champion series presented by Signature Championship Rings to learn from state champion head coaches on how to take your program to the top. Welcome to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. Today, I'm going to share another page out of my notebook, and we're going to be talking about position criteria. Okay, position criteria. So this is something I learned about primarily from a high school coach I worked with at Amherst Steel. My first go around there where I was an assistant, and our defensive coordinator 
was a guy by the name of Don Richardson, just a brilliant defensive mind. And Don had studied the Stunt 4-3 defense directly from George Perlis. He used to go there in the summer, work the camps, and spend all kinds of time in the film room learning the defense. And we basically adapted word for word that defense at Amherst Steel High School. And one of the things we had in our playbook was position criteria. And I thought this is something that's really good to help you build your program. You have all kinds of parents, especially at the youth level, who have uh, aspirations for what their son might play. And certainly a profile is not going to limit them to that, but at least it gives them some ideas of what they need to be working on and developing as they come through your program. And, and also looking ahead and seeing where they might fit with the particular skill sets they have. So we had one of these for all 11 positions, and I'm going to share one of those with you right now. So looking at the defensive side of the ball, this was three pages in our defensive notebook, and it started at the top. All defensive personnel will be evaluated by their ability to run to the football, being a contact player, and doing it with your heart. Okay, so that was the main criteria to play defense for us. But then each of the positions then was detailed out with a number of bullet points. So for example, our defensive tackles were preferred down lineman size, must be able to carry out stunts, want aggressive players as big, strong, and quick as possible. We may look for a mixture of big tackle and a smaller tackle, quicker and physical player. So that's something usually we would end up with because we didn't find two of those big guys. This player must possess the ability to get off blocks and pursue to the football. He must be able to maintain his position and stay on his feet. He must be strong enough to play a one. And for us, that was just an inside technique or what a lot of people call right now, four eye on the offensive tackle. Okay, going on our defensive ends. These two should be our biggest, strongest down linemen, aggressive and capable of controlling the off-tackle hole, stay on his feet, must possess enough mobility to run stunts and contain the quarterback at times. He will spend most of his time aligned over the offensive tackles. Sam Linebacker. Sam should be a good athlete, aggressive with pass rushing capabilities, sound recognition skills, and good reaction time, big enough to dominate the opponent's tight end, lockout, and steer, able to run, catch, and hit able to cover the curl in and out, and the tight end. Good block protection versus the fullback kick out and trap. We'll have option responsibilities on level one, capable of a blood on the quarterback. The sand may vary in size from smaller linemen to a big linebacker. Okay, here's our position criteria for the Mike linebacker. The defensive tone setter. Love to hit. Toughest player, impact player preferred. Must possess the football sense to implement our defensive game plan on the field. He will call our defenses and must be a respected leader. He will be asked to run the football field. He must possess sound communication skills. He must be capable of absorbing a scouting report and on-field recognition. His size may vary and does not necessarily have to be our best player. Will linebacker. This must be our most well-rounded linebacker. He must be capable of playing inside or outside will techniques. He must be able to play pass coverage in under zones, rush the passer, good at run support, and capable of playing the option. This is our defensive finesse player on levels one and two. Finesse does not mean that he lacks toughness. He just must be able to do more things. Good recognition skills, good reaction skills, prefer a player with height and mobility. We also want him to have good hands. Note this position has big play potential. 
and that was one of our best players on our defense, that Will linebacker. But the Mike was kind of the leader of the team. The Will was the best athlete. The strong safety. This player may consist of a variety of sizes. He must have strong run support capabilities. He must be our heaviest hitter in the secondary. Sound football instincts, coverage capabilities. We like a top-notch football player in this position. We like a player with range in this position, if possible. Cornerbacks, these must be our most physically skilled players. Quick, fast, and vertical jump capabilities. A nose for the football. They must be confident players who are not afraid of a challenge. We like for them to have good hands if possible and to be sure tacklers. Nasty is a positive trait at this position. They have a lot of cleanup hits and thus are in a position to cause turnovers. And then finally, our free safety. Prefer this to be our best player both mentally and physically. He will be our defensive quarterback in charge of coverage adjustments and alert to game situations, special formations, trick plays, etc., he is our last line of defense. He should remain calm under pressure and remain under control. We prefer him to be our emotional stabilizer. He must have good vision and communication skills. Formation, play, and pattern recognition are a must. I like that Coach Richardson was very specific with these traits that he wanted to see out of each of those players, and he defined it well for them. As I started to move on in my career, I adopted this, especially for our offensive players and became an offensive coordinator at the college level. And we also did this, though, before I went to the college level, at the high school level, for every single position. We detailed what we wanted from them. We detailed some of the skill sets that they would need. So we added to this initial profile that Coach had put together for our defensive players. The next part of this is we added to it a manual for physical development at each of those positions and what we wanted those traits to look like. So we took these from our all-conference lists and our all-Ohio lists. So, for example, if we were looking at the Sam linebacker, we had at the top of this page for Sam linebacker, average all-conference player at this position, 6'2 205. The biggest was 6'3", 245. The smallest was six foot one ninety, and, and we went back about, uh, I think, six years on this list to get those averages. Then we list our all-conference players at that position. So this particular position, we had one, and that was Mitch Lorg, was 6'2", 242. He was also all-district, and we listed that there. Ideal strength and speed. Uh, what we did is, is took a lot of what had been put together by Dr. Shepard at Bigger, Faster, Stronger, and some of the strength standards there. So, you know, I don't know if these would be ones I would use today, but I would put together some kind of strength standard that helps us see what we want at this position in order to be able to compete at the highest level. So for that, we listed an ideal squat, bench, deadlift, clean, 40 time, and vertical jump. We had a minimum strength and speed to be ready for varsity, and we listed all those lifts and the jump in the 40-yard there as well. And then we had the All-Ohio average. So we found out at this position, 6'1 and a half, 234 was the average. The largest player at that position was 6'7, 250, and the smallest was 5'10, 180. And then we had the standards for All-State, and again, those were taken from uh, bigger, faster, stronger. What we did under that is put together a chart of where they should be to reach those levels by their senior year. So minimum varsity strength standards by the varsity year, ideal varsity strength standards by the senior year, 
in all Ohio strength standards by the senior year. So that player had not only the list of criteria and what we were looking for, we also then put in some of the skills we were looking for specifically related to some of the scheme. And then we had a page for physical development as well. I think this is something you can extend down to your younger levels and think about what you want in long-term athlete development. So what are you starting to see in those players at the youngest ages that makes you think they might be one of these positions? Now, again, there's a lot of time, there's a lot of development that can happen, and this just serves as a tool, as a reference for where we might need those players to be at certain points in their career. And while we list those averages, we never stuck to them. We always made it clear to our players that, you know, this might be what the average player is, but there's outliers. You might be bigger than this. You might be smaller than this. You might be faster, slower, etc. The point being that physical development and development of their football IQ was very important. If I were running a high school football program today, I certainly would make this available to everybody in the program in the high school. And like I said, I would detail this out maybe even further to what this should look like uh, at the junior high level and even down further than that. What I had on the beginning uh, was kind of a, I guess, a disclaimer or an explanation of exactly what this manual was. So it did not go right into showing those standards right away. And I'll read that to you. This manual is to serve as a guideline for physical development and selection of personnel. While the physical ideals are listed, the best players will not necessarily meet a certain height or weight requirement. We realize that all players do not develop strength according to the weights that are laid out in this manual. There will be growth spurts and jumps in strength as players mature physically. Players and coaches should not be disappointed if a certain grade level standard is not met. The important thing is that a physical development plan is in place for the athlete both in-season and off-season and during other sports, and the player is making progress toward the minimum varsity standards. This manual serves to point out the high physical standards required to play football in our conference and in the state of Ohio. We aim to be at the top of both. Players in our program are expected to work hard at achieving high standards for themselves and the program. Remember, you can't control where you start, but you can control where you finish. In selection of personnel, we take into account physical stature, mental ability, talent, strength, speed, quickness, agility, and certain intangibles. This is for reference only and does not guide all decision-making on personnel. So I think it's a good tool. It's something, if you haven't done this, think about what you need from every single one of your positions, both those things you want to see on the field, some of the specific skills they need to possess to be successful in your offense or defense, the physical sizes you're looking for if you were to find the ideal player. But again, not making it so stringent that players get discouraged. The idea is here's something to aim for. But again, we know that it might not exactly look like this as we put it together. I'll share some of these example pages in our show notes so you have something to reference. Please check that out. Here are our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. One, understand the position criteria for all of your players. When building a football program, it's crucial to understand the position criteria for your players. Factors such as size, mobility, football IQ, communication skills, etc. should be detailed for each position, helping players develop their skills and identify where they may fit within the program. 
If you do not have a manual like this already, have each position coach go through and detail out the criteria to be successful at the positions they coach. Then bring those ideas together as a unit, then finally as a team. Using this process can ensure everything is aligned and the language used across each position can be created in a similar format. Two, emphasize long-term athlete development. When using position criteria and personnel guidelines, it's important to emphasize long-term athlete development. This means considering what traits and skills players should possess at various stages of their careers, from the youngest ages up to the high school and collegiate levels. By focusing on long-term development, you can ensure that players are making progress towards reaching their full potential. This makes showing parents where the athlete is and where you would like them to develop to a very objective meeting. It also allows for flexibility in athlete development. This means recognizing that not all players will meet certain height or weight requirements or develop strength at the same rate. By being flexible with player development, you can ensure that all players have the opportunity to contribute to the team's success. Three, encourage hard work and dedication. By having a manual like this, it stresses the importance of encouraging hard work and dedication from players. By setting high physical standards and emphasizing the importance of continuous improvement, you can inspire players to strive for success both on and off the field. Putting the developmental standards in black and white creates a plan, but this is where video and tying those standards to specific players and their performance demonstrated on video brings it to life and makes it tangible to your football community regardless of the level you're at. This ties into what we shared on a segment from a clinic where Florida head coach Billy Napier, then at Louisiana, where he shared the idea of what they called ignition reels. These are video playlists from the NFL demonstrating the technique and ability they wish to see out of their players. This is aspirational, so I might use it in a high school as a section for a manual for those players who aspire to play at a higher level. However, I would want the criteria for my positions in my systems tied to video of my players. In that regard, though, both are aspirational, but the video of my players is most relevant for what we want to accomplish in our program. In summary, understanding position criteria and establishing football personnel guidelines are essential components of building a winning football program. By focusing on long-term athlete development, being flexible with player development, and encouraging hard work and dedication, you can help your players reach their full potential and elevate your program to new heights. Thank you for being a loyal listener of Coaching Coordinator. We want you to share your ideas as well. If you have an idea, method, or strategy that you use and you feel it can help other coaches, the profession, and the game in general, please DM me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski or email me Keith at coachingcoordinator.com and we can make a plan to record your ideas and share them on the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give it a five star on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen on. It helps other coaches find our podcast and in turn helps us make our great game better.